Game of Thrones The House of the Dragon has completed its first season on HBO Max. Is it worth the watch? Is it a waste of time? I'm about to find out. So. Oh, and, and here I thought you were going to start doing like a background sound or something like you have been the last couple episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, I was going to be like, Again, guys, check our description below to find out how you can save on gas, groceries, and even some restaurants. Also, if you would like to be your own superhero by helping save lives, you can donate your plasma and you get paid for it. How can you do that? Again, check the description below. Spoilers. All right, so again, like I just mentioned earlier in the intro that Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, just finished his first season and is currently streaming on HBO Max. I'll be honest, I thought it was called the House of Dragons, not House of the Dragon. I'm just realizing that now. I mean, that's fair. Like, also of the dragon. Yeah. But like, House of Dragons doesn't sound bad either. Well, there's not just one dragon, metaphorically or not. And there's like a many dragons in the series with the characters. There's one point in the show where they're literally counting how many dragons they have. It's not like in uh, right. Game of Thrones where they're like, we have two, maybe three at most. Two. No, I understand. But the thing is, it's not just dragons in the sense of actual dragons in the show, but these are, you have characters acting as dragons as well. Oh, no, I, I don't disagree. I, I'm just saying, point. like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm siding with you on the fact that it, it would have been bad if the show was called House of Dragons, not the House of the Dragon or. Sounds more like a kung fu title. I should Google that and see if there is a martial art film called that. The first season has 10 episodes, right? It takes about 200 years, roughly 200 years prior to the Game of Thrones series that we know. New characters, obviously, because that's not like what we just reviewed of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, where you have elves living almost forever, a thousand years or such. It's like they ha they, this is like in real time, like how we live. You, you have the Targaryens. You have... Well, let's put it this way. So in Game of Thrones, you have your central families. Like Starks, your Lannisters, your... What's the one that starts with a B? I was going to call them Borovians, but that's actually from D&D. It's not, that's not the house. Um, Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue. There are so much names going on. True. Listen, I, 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 I know Snow from the Game of Thrones. Targaryen. Um, there's another one that, that was... Lannister. Um, Tywin. Tyron Lannister. Lannister. Uh, like Cersei. But, uh, but that's all... I think Hightower, Hightower, I think, is also in the Game of Thrones. Like, I'm not going to look back no. into the Game of Thrones. And that was the thing I was going to say. So um, in this series, though... You're not focused on the main houses that were in Game of Thrones. In fact, the main houses that were in Pretty Game of Thrones limited. were like more side houses here. The main houses here were uh, you had the Targaryens, and then you also had the Valerians. All these houses right. run a lot uh, along the same line of Arian and Varian. The only one that was the exception was Hightower. 
and those are your right. three main houses that everybody focuses on in this mm-hmm. version of the series. I guess who's going to lead? So of course they're going to jump time because they jump. They time skip here like with among four times where no one ages of the main characters except for the king. He ages immensely. You know, well, he dies, of course. The kids but do. It sounds like, yeah, but not much. Not okay. But the uncle. I'm not disagreeing with you. All the adults hold the same look, except for except for the king. The king. The king. He gets, he, and it, then it, you have the kids. Graphically and story wise, he gets the worst. Damon looks like an elf. He's like he, he's like he ages like an elf, like from the right the, he first does. episode to the last episode. You're like Damon, you look exactly the same. I think one episode you had a haircut. He did, and it grew back again. Oh, and also like Kristen Gole, the knight, Sir Kristen Gole. He didn't age. Um, also, uh, the other knight, Sir Harold Westerling, the oldest knight, he doesn't age either. It was like, it felt like a comic book thing where like comic books, they never age. Bruce Wayne has been around for 50 years, but he's always 30. It's true. And we were watching this around the same time as the Rings of Power is being aired, even though one show was on Friday. The other show was on a Sunday, and that a lot of times got me a little confused with the names. But actually, I'm I binge watched names, it. I'm better with faces. Which one? Uh, this one? Yeah. I'm so dragon. I, I binged it all. Smart. Now, overall, overall, what did you think of the show? Uh, overall, pretty good. Definitely in theme of Game of Thrones, like the the Game of Thrones vibe. If you watch Game of Thrones and there's aspects of Game of Thrones you like, that's going to be there. I will say this: the flow. That's that's the part that feels the same. It's uh, it's the flow of Game of Thrones. The story, even though Game of Thrones is full of betrayal and a lot of controversial stuff, the story is arguably different uh, than what Game of Thrones is. It's more about keeping a family together. For me, uh, like, hear me out on this. Majority of the series is about one man being tasked with being like the head chair, right? He's like the owner of the company. And from day one, he's trying to repair the rift that that makes in the family. And then every single decision and thing that he does end up making it a bigger and bigger rift. Like there's no way to fix it. At least that's how I interpret it watching the show because for me the main central focus point is the king. In Game of Thrones you had a little bit more of a spread. Like well here Game is- of Thrones what they did in Game of Thrones and I thought it was done very well, except for the last season, is that they gave good times for each family or storyline that gave attention to that and it was spread like we said mentioned earlier it was spread out to multiple families multiple characters of each family like it first started like tight you have this group you have this family and then it started to spread out a little bit it was easy to follow here is like a house house of the dragon um imploding within i mean that's kind of what i was saying (laughs) 
<laughs> kind of, yeah. But with the with the with, by uh, with the pulling of the strings of the former hand that be- later became the hand again, Otto Hightower. Yes, played great by uh, uh, Riss Ifans. Um, I sorry if I mispronounced that name, but he is he did great. He did. He's a great actor. I loved him in like multiple multiple projects. He can play the the nerd or out of place character. The good guy, the bad guy. Here. Yeah, well, he plays a great bad guy here because he is the bad guy. At first, you don't Let's think him as the bad guy. He, oh, yeah, but I mean, I, no. I, I at, at first, I didn't think he was a bad guy. I just thought he was an asshole. <laughs> like I just thought he was like a. Right. Dick. The coolest one is Prince Damon. He is just like charismatic. He's that kind of character. Like when he steps into a room, everyone turns towards him. He's not a big man, but his presence—I mean, his his stature commands presence—and it was just really, really nice. And especially for a former Doctor Who. Exactly. Otto Hightower. He's the. Um, Palpatine. The Palpatine, if you will, in this story. If you want to make it into politics compared to politics, because this is very political. So Otto Hightower reminds me of Dick Cheney, where Dick Cheney actually, he was pulling strings. He was setting things up. You know what? I, I, I was like, okay. Otto, for me, I was like, I was okay with Otto up until, and this, granted this was early on. But until he sends his daughter to the king's room. This was like by episode by two past, or three. Yes. And right. When the passing of when the passing of his um The King's wife. The king's wife, you know, uh, died because of um and child labor. The minute he Not did that of child labor. Like, and I, I understood the connotation of what he was trying to tell her to do. And I was like, You dick. Like I'm like I, I was like, I fucking hate you right now. Like, uh, like, I, right. well, the thing is, he was—he's manipulating. He that, sh- well, no, not not just that. Of course, he is doing that. He's showing you right there. It's not about family; it's about power. Agreed. He doesn't care about his daughter, and that's a great mirror of times back then. Because there's a lot of people. like, again, women. Even though women should be looked at at a much higher standard than they did back then, they as they do now in current political uh, views. As well as many religions and cultures, I mean, women—we won't exist without women. I mean, it takes two to tango; it takes sure. a man and woman to create. But the thing is, all life is nurtured by a woman in the in the belly. We, we get the we get the food, we get the emotions, and all that stuff. Granted, how you see where life begins, it doesn't matter in a sense like. The thing is, we cannot exist, or we will not exist without a woman involvement. And they were used as tools back then, and again, currently now. True. It didn't matter because men ruled. And they were put in situations they didn't want to be in. And she did not want to be in that situation, but she was forced. Why? She has to honor the house. Mm-hmm. She has to honor her king. She has to honor the hand, who is her father. Which builds and the resentment that she enough. gets later on. Right. But also, you know, she was best friends with Rianus. 
The princess. I call her a princess. Right. The well, there's many princesses here, but uh, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Again, I'm, I apologize. I, I I just know the face. I just know the face. Um, so that house or that bond, that friendship, it has to be split. What I do appreciate is the queen. You see that she does love the king, or she did love the king in her own way. He passes that, like, yeah, in her own way. She was used, she was abused, taken advantage of by both king and her father. But I would not really say more. The king did care for her, but he was filling a void. Yeah. But but his passing, you see that there's a moment of grief, like true grief that. Because that's all she knew, you know. And he was able to father uh, two kids, two sons, and one daughter. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I forget about the daughter. I think they married the daughter to the other son, to the oldest son. I mean, another thing I have a problem with. It's in the story, but yeah, it's it's an issue. Through if you're not comfortable with let's call it what it is, incest, then that's not probably something you may be into in the show because that's a common thing that like we're going to marry you off to your cousin we're going to marry you off to your your brother or your 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 sister that is reflection of what used to be it was very common in british british times in um yeah british times or the or britain come on look at look at queen elizabeth yeah, look at I Queen mean, Elizabeth. they reference it in Game of Thrones, like uh, you, for the you, Targaryens. Right. Oh, they did it. They showed yeah. it with the well, no, the, with the brother they, and sister in the Game of Thrones, right? For Lan- the Lannister situation, they were like, "Well, the Targaryens did it all the time, and that was their their, their thing." And and then they go like, "Well, right. now it's the Lannisters' turn." I mean, I found the gross back then in the Game of Thrones, and I I was very disgusted here. And it was not so, in my opinion, actual, where you're having relations with someone who is just like one generation away, meaning like, you know, like uh, you're the uncle, you're the niece, or you're the aunt, you're the nephew or brother and sister. Yeah. Your children should look messed up, should have two heads, in my opinion, or mentally handicapped. That could be why they're all like platinum blonde. There's a natural birth defect that comes down and just sort of, even though the Valerians, like, maybe brothers got those Cisco maybe. hair. Now, maybe so, but Kimberly did point to me that when Damien and uh, Rhaenyra had a kid, she w- it was stillborn. When she found out that her father passed away and then she went to labor, premature labor, Kim no- told me that. That's a common thing with incest relationships. And that happened like, with the, the first wife, too. I don't know if it's true. Remember uh, in the first episode? The yeah, f- but, she already had ki- but she already had kids. She she had multiple attempts. Yeah. Remember, she like I this I, is like the fifth time in twice as many years. I remember uh, her saying it. She was in the bathtub. She tells him, this is the fifth time I'm trying to bear a child for you, twice as many years, to bear mm-hmm. a son. I've not bared a son for you. I've bared for you a daughter. And uh, that's it. Uh, they, others have been stillborn. Some have died in the womb. So you know, so one died in the cradle. If this is not a boy, I can't do I more. Do 
she didn't even Unfortunate. say I, I, I don't. Uh, she's not saying I, I don't know if I can. She's like flat out, I can't. By the way, that both of them, the princess and the queen, uh, the first queen, that was hard to, for me to watch. Of uh, the birth, uh, the birth. They had to cut the stomach and stuff like that, and then the baby uh, from the princess is born. And you just hear the thud, and they show it. Yeah, it's just heart wrenching for me to watch personally. I mean, um, technically, they didn't have to show those things. There's been a lot of times I watch something and they talk about the pregnancy, and then you see the after effect. You don't go into yeah the full pregnancy, and it still be like a heavy right. scene. There, yeah, there are some things you don't have to see. I mean, I can understand to a, a certain uh, respect that they they showed it just to, I guess, to show how it was back then, how lack for a better term, savage or primal if you will, how things were done. I mean, it was no really clean equipment. Sanitation was not really a thing back then. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's like sex scenes. Like sometimes you don't, I don't care about the sex scenes. Yeah. Why? It's like, it's, that doesn't really tell the story or move the story along. Maybe I'm just my age that I'm like, I don't really care to see people naked and get. I don't enjoy um, this stuff anymore. <laughs> There's, of course, this Game of Thrones, you know, House of the Dragons. There's going to be sex in the show. But I agree, like, right, but is it, in a story, sex, it does, it, does it move the story along? Like, the, the, the young princess, after she's been declared heir to the throne, and where I was really going to have a problem was when, like, when she was uh, in the brothel with her uncle. Almost happened. And a lot, I, I remember people were talking about it, so I didn't watch the scene. And then it didn't technically happen. It was going, it was going down, but the uncle mm-hmm. stopped himself. And then right. she gets it on with her, her personal guard. Sir Cole. Yeah. Which I found was his development could have been so much more because he just became very linear. Maybe because having sex with her. Like she took his virginity, virginity, and I guess knights then supposed to. Well, that that was the thing they they, they talked virgins. about that on the on a following episode, where he's like he confronts her. He's yeah. like, "You don't want to be this. Like, let's run away." She goes, "No, I want to do this. I want to get married to someone else." He's like, "So, in essence, and I'm paraphrasing that." And he's like, "What was that that happened between us? Because I took a like I came from nothing." I, and I went to this position. All I have to my name was my word and my honor. And I took an oath uh, to be celibate and in, 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 in chast, mm-hmm. which I gave to you, and now and which technically ruined you for the lineage down the lines. So mm-hmm. I betrayed my position, my word, my oath. I have no honor now. And she goes, well, you know, we can still do stuff. And he's like, no. And and that's where that led to him freaking out when someone else knew him beating the guy's face in. And then he was gonna, in essence, he was gonna commit sipaku. He was gonna he was gonna kill right. himself. But for me, like my problem with him, he just became like focused on ruining Renaris. Yeah, he became a dick. Yeah, he was just like like I was like, come on, get over it. It's been like. 15 years now it's like i understand but you have now you're serving the queen you have other purpose now mm-hmm. move the f- 
F on. He just became boring. He started out cool. He can hold his own against Damien. Is that why I'm calling on Damien? Damien is Damien. He could hold it. He could beat Damien in a one-on-one fight. Oh no, he was the top. Yeah, he was like the top knight. He was like Lancelot. Like I'm telling you, like King Arthur. He just became boring. I agree. I agree. One-dimensional. It didn't really help him that the whole queen situation. Uh, is in essence just nurtured that anger he had because in her situation, or she was angry more so that she was being lied to initially when she confronted uh, the princess, and then that turned into I'm calling it envy. She was more envious of the princess, and the reason I, I say that is because the episode where she cuts the princess's arm. Mm-hmm. With uh, because of the whole children fight, uh, she basically confesses that it's like I always have to be the proper one. I always have to do what's right and uh, like suffer for the family and suffer for this and da da da. What you get to do, what you want, and you get to do this and bring disgrace, right. and everybody just forgives you. And you do whatever you want. That's that's envy. She uh, mm-hmm. is she hasn't been hating on the princess. She's been envious of the princess, which turns into hate. Well, I mean, the thing is also she's thrust into positions that she never wanted. She, you know, she had to comfort the king. But that, that's where the envy father. comes from. Like she she's acknowledges that she's had to do these things because she's never wanted these things. Where right. the, her friend was pretty much tasked with all these other stuff. She may do it, but in her own way. Or she may just do stuff that, you know is counterintuitive to what she wants. And the father, the king, just do you handle yours. Even though there were some really good moments, there's a lot of slow-ass moments. It, it felt dragging. It felt like it was dragging. But is that not Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, but it was just like, there was moments where I was like, come on. And there was also some characters I didn't really care about. I didn't care about the gay prince. I, I didn't. That they you know they faked the death and he shaved his head and now he's living his life. There's some good moments. I mean, the action I like. I like with Damon, the crab defy feeder, defy his brother. Oh, that part. Yeah, to de- yeah, to defy his brother instead of waiting for reinforcements because he did feel feel insulted by that. He and his uh, crew couldn't handle that character, that the crab guy. I mean, they've been at war for like four years, and the crab feeder technically was winning. No, I know, but the thing is, like, screw that, screw my brother. It's like all or nothing. I'm doing it, and he went in solo as the sacrificial lamb, if you will. Started a wreck house. It was so good. I just wish they showed us him dismantling the. Crab feeder or the crab kid. Yeah, because I mean, I think they did kind of make the crab feeder look like he had the dragon scales disease. So, like, they made it look like he was supposed to be like an intimidating character, even though he's diseased. And then they just go, Uh "Oh, they fight in the cave," but we don't see the fight. We don't see the fight. We just see him uh, sliced in half. I would just like to see like what went down. It would have been just really nice to just for visual. Yeah, it would have been really nice, but. I also like this visual that he just did what needed to be done. True. And he didn't need the king's reinforcements. 
it was just like it was like it was motivation too for him because since he knew the king's reinforcements are coming, it's like no, I'm not gonna be look like the fool that I needed reinforcement or us we needed reinforcement. I would say even though Damon was a bad guy, he's not the villain per se. Damon was never the bad guy. No, he he was kind of a bad guy. What did he do? What did he do? He defy his brother. He killed his wife. What? Doesn't really make him a bad guy. Then makes for killing him, his own wife. I'm not. I'm not saying he should have done that, but he probably married someone that he didn't love. He probably married because he didn't want. I mean, granted, yes, I know politics. A lot of marriages happen like that. Politics like that. I mean, I'm not supporting what he did, but there was other reasons. Yeah, oh, I'm, putting, I'm putting my I'm putting my foot in the grave here. Absolutely, uh, by saying that. I'm I'm saying um, he's not. I didn't say he's a like a, a villain. I, I said he's a bad guy in the sense that he's brutal. He's in, he's like the Punisher in a sense. Like he comes to he's, uh, the, an, he's the antihero. Exactly, he's the anti-hero he, he comes story. home like on a whim. He's like I'm gonna get rid of crime. So an overnight, fill up a cart full of body parts of every criminal that we have, and I'll let them fear the gold. Uh, uh, gold cloaks. His he was the commander of the uh, city. He was the commander of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, city watch, and uh, and they basically like you murderer, you rape. Like they'll just designate a crime, and we'll take apart and then fill it in the cart. Now, what was your favorite moment or episode? Like mm. for me, in comparison, in the Game of Thrones series, right? I was watching it. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, eh, all right, yeah. But then what turned me over or won me over was when Targaryen, the imp, yeah, when he's in court, right? When he's in court, accused of whatever, and then he sees his lover confessing or so lying for what several he did, seasons in, and he finds out. <laughs> yeah, several seasons in. Because I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really biting it yet. I'm like, like, okay, it's just, I'll watch it, watch it. But when he lets his emotion out on the court and he challenges his father to the death, mm-hmm. that moment, that expression won me over for the series. And then I was like watching each episode with enthusiasm to see what's going to happen. That slight moment. For me here was the last scene of the last episode. It got That's me. Fair. When, when her son, when we see her son and his dragon taken out, and of course we see the prince, like that's another villain in the making, prince. Oh, he's clearly a villain in the making. Call him Prince One Eye. Um, yeah, Prince One Eye. Uh, prince Amen. 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 And it shows really good too, and it says like dragons are animals. So regardless, they're going to have their moments to disobey. disobey. Yeah. Because both dragons, just like the the princes were letting loose or rebelling, disobeying authority. The the first dragon uh, uh, is a Serex. Serex. Um, the the it was pretty much a young young dragon being attacked right. because of the one eye uh, mm-hmm. by the largest dragon in history and right. the oldest dragon in history. To that point, it, it responded aggressively, and when they, it responded to that, the oldest dragon was like, uh uh-uh. uh and then it starts going after, and he loses no, control. No, right, of that. but but it was like a kaleidoscope like, of effects. But Prince One Eye started it. 
Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Right by chasing, and then the prince was trying to avoid it. He was trying to uh, run away, escape, but then his dragon was like, no, and mm-hmm. try to defend itself and the prince, and then was you know out of the the rain, out of the storm, and everything's all peaceful, and then they're taken out, and then Prince Amon, uh, Prince Iman, Amon, sorry, saying it wrong. He's like, oh damn. And then when the princess finds out by Damon, and you see her, she's like about to collapse because of the shock. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just lost her father. She just lost her newborn. Oh, no, she didn't. Uh, no, she just did that turnaround, that last scene. She just turned around. No, I know. I know. I understand that. But I'm telling like, the emotion that she, like, you see all the emotion because she was trying to hold everything together because she has been called the queen. She has yeah. been recognized as the queen since she found out that her father passed away. So mm-hmm. she's trying to pull, uh, have a nice front. She doesn't want to go and follow Damon's lead of just attack, attack, attack. She's like, no, let's get our reinforcements. Let's get our strength in numbers. Let's find out who's loyal to us. Make, it let's a choice. make sure that people make sure people do claim their loyalty to us. So she has that front, that, that mask that's covering. And then when Damon tells her, and again, she lost her, Lost her father within days, if not weeks, her father passing, the newborn passing. Now her child is taken out, and you see her about to collapse, but she just picks herself up and then then turns around and looks at the camera, and I'm like, oh, I want another episode, or I want more. It's like you know, shit's about to go down. That got me excited. That was my Lannister moment. It's fair. It's fair. So okay. So I just mentioned mine. What's yours? I would say uh, the the crab feeder Damon fight scene. That would be my second, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm debating between when he first showed up with the dragon, when like the crab feeder's torturing people at night and the dragon shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and then one guy's, come rescue me, my prince. And, and the dragon guess, lands on him. kills him. Oh, yeah. Like It, it just steps yeah. on the guy. I'm like, oh, they really that's just did that. Yeah, that's it's very that's in a way that's very comedic. It it is it is so like I mean there's certain aspects of the uh, like like we we agree there's certain aspects that we just weren't comfortable with and we just didn't like which takes away but setting that aside, Damien was standout star of the show uh, of a character. The moments where he gets to be his presence gets to stand forth, uh forward and overtake the scene. It's like wow. All right, this this is he's a very interesting character to observe. Like when he goes into the tournament that's supposed to be celebrating the birth, he's like, "Well, it's ten. He's like, "A birth of a new era." He's like, "It's a tournament for me." He's like, well, they're like, "No," and he's like, "But it is. This is not." And then he basically it turns into a bloodbath, and everybody's like killing each other and whatnot. And then he like, you think he's gonna win, and then he loses. By the way, I think he cheated in that tournament, like. I don't know the rules of jousting, but I'm pretty confident shoving your your lance in the legs of the of the opponent's horse is oh, yeah, a cheat. That, no, that's the cheat. Yeah, from um, from what I've seen and all the, I mean, I don't know because what movies show us doesn't necessarily mean this factual 100. percent True, and you know, there's a diff, maybe different rules for this uh, tournament here, but I yeah. feel like that's pretty lax ruling. I have to say this very violent. In certain scenes, yes, similar to the Game of Thrones, like you have the scene in Game of Thrones with um, the mountain. 
yeah, the mountain with uh, what's his name's character, um, the Mandalorian's character, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, because he was in it. He got his teeth knocked out by the mountain, and then crushed. His eyes were crushed. Right. So his head was crushed. His head popped. Right. His head popped like a melon. Head popped. His head popped like a melon, right? Because the fingers got his thumb got into the fingers, and the guy kept on going. The mountain kept going. But we have here also where Sir Cole loses it and destroys the lover of Lenore Valerian. Yes, that was the princess's first husband. And I did think of that. I was like, "This is the mountain scene," because like he grabbed him by the eyes too, and and then start beating him and just Mm -hmm. popped his head too. His head was smashed in, and then they showed it. I was like. It's a it's a different kind of visceral because like when the mountain did it was like a kind of thing well, they showed a crushing, it. but here you they they show it right. smashing and then they show the face like after he walks away and it's just like you see the aftermath. Uh, right, I was like, oh, the face wiggled because it went like this, like it was like when they moved ahead. The I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's more damaging to see. Not to see what happened exactly. You see the aftermath. Yeah. Your your imagination gets lost into what could be possibly happening. And then you see it like. Ugh. Yeah. I kept thinking of that scene from Pan's Labyrinth. And it's like the interrogation oh. of the father's son. Mm-hmm. And he smashes the butt of the beer bottle into the son's face. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there they show it. By the way, people, if you never saw Pan's Labyrinth, it's not a kid's film. It's a fantasy film. Yeah. Uh, it's so uh, underrated. It, it so is. Underrated. I remember when that movie came out, uh, parents were getting it for their kids because they knew it was fantasy yeah, about and it's about fairies and stuff. I'm like, and I would be like, <clears throat> this is not for children. And they're like, what you mean? There's a beer bottle smash face. Like, there's a face bottle smash face. There's, me- there's many things. That yeah. Will but that, that scene scarred. alone. Yeah. And I'm like, this will scar your child. They're like, oh, no, it'll be fine. And one parent came back and like, yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah, cause, and that also reminds me of, like, Quentin Tarantino's um, Reservoir Dogs. Oh. The ear slice. Yeah, but they don't show. Right. Which is, and, yeah. And the, and the thing is, that's what makes it more dramatic Intense. or more, or yes, brings the intensity because he shot it in two ways. He shot it showing the ear being sliced off, and then he shows it, then he films it off camera. And mm-hmm. just hear it, and then you see the guy walk around with the ear dancing. Yeah, so I, th- I think he like the the one thing you're talking about is like where they didn't show the ear being cut off. It's just like the right. back of the guy. You see his back. No, right? no, 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 no. What you see is uh, my. I want. I can't remember his color names. Gray or Mister Gray or Mister White, whatever. He steps mm-hmm. on. T- he he sits on top of the security guard, and then he grabs it and he starts to saw. The, the gesture and mm-hmm. then the camera peers away and all you hear is the screaming and all that stuff, all that stuff. and then well the camera's still off uh michael madsen who played the character dances uh, on the, camera dances on camera with you know with a cigarette in his mouth and ear in his hand and so that visual and the audio is just it makes that scene more intense. It makes that more scene more gripping um, than just showing gratuitous violence. And it worked because, again, he shot two versions and he saw which one's more effective. Here, they kind of did the same, a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, show a little bit, and then yeah. off camera. And then, There's anyway. no bard singing, like, stuck in the middle with you. 
No, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, um, all right. I think that's enough yeah. of this. I think we got it. So, House of the Dragon, season one, 10 episodes. Is it worth the watch? Yes. Especially if you're a Game of Thrones fans. Yes. I agree. The only thing I kind of wish maybe they'll do it is when initially I thought they were going to talk about the Mad King or I thought they were going to tell that story. This is going to lead to the Mad King. I hope so. Because the Mad King was like, like one of the grandchildren or the great grandchildren or something. Right. No, of course. That I understand. I guess I wanted to see that from the get and see how he turns mad. But again, like you said, they may do that in the future seasons mm-hmm. up ahead. Because right now is the story about the two ladies. It's kind of like the tales of the two cities. That's where I'm getting. Since you have the queen and the princess now, who are best of friends, and now they're enemies. Yeah. Did they ever explain what happened? why the king was the way he was? I didn't know if it was like the chair was cursed, or if there was like, uh, like, like, like was he being poisoned gradually? Because every time he got injured from the chair, and it was usually from the chair, he was basically going into a form of leprosy, but it was always from an injury that he got. Maybe he was suffering from the same disease as the crab leader, crab king. No, because uh, the crab king, I could tell, was that uh, like the same disease that the little girl had, where it was like that dragon scale sickness. Oh, yeah. that's right from the from the Game so of Thrones. Right, the, it doesn't cause you to decay; it causes your skin to harden, like like a very very bad form of sco- uh, uh, sclerosis. I don't remember it ever being explained why he was suffering this or like getting injured from the chairs. I thought at first hand. maybe he was being poisoned or like right. sabotaged. Right, from the hand. Yeah. Remember, the hand was pulling the strings on everything. Yeah, and I agree. When, and when the king got some wind of it, of what he was doing, he got expelled. Came he back. lost his position. And then when the other guy was killed and his son, he came back in. Mm-hmm. So it could be he could have he could be the one that did everything to set everything up. Like again, starting starting small, laying down the breadcrumbs or the um, which that might come up in season two. Uh, like the entire season, I'm like, damn, what's happening to this guy? Like he is literally falling apart. I'm like, he should have died about five episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when he finished. Again, we're doing this. We keep doing this. We give our reviews, and we keep I'm so sorry. This one was. This is my bad on this. It's just that I've been wondering about this king. I'm like, each ever every other episode, they go like, the king doesn't have long to live. Five years later, I'm like, this man is, (laughs) this man is fighting death. So to go to that, I think when he was talking to the queen on his final words, final breath. I feel that he was actually talking to his queen, his first wife. I thought he was having a small vision of the future. Because remember, those names of those characters transcend into Game of Thrones with the dragons and whatever. Right. To me, he was having delusion. Remember when his his daughter came to visit him? Yeah. He couldn't recognize her. He was clearly having like a form of dementia or like a... uh, Well, his brain was damaged. Like the disease was not just eating him externally. It was eating him internally. Yeah, so no, I agree. For me, though, I just think, you know, because sometimes when people are passing, they they're, they can't focus in the moment. They're like having some type of delusion. 
So I'm, that's where I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's just talking to his, his first wife and the name of his first son that would have been. Yeah. Like, you know, and then, of course, Queen's there, here's the, um, the current queen. Which I was yeah. like, lady, you know he's having some like an, an episode. And you're just going to be like, those are his final words. And he was of sound mind. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you're telling yourself a lot. And then the you know the hand took advantage of that mm-hmm. and showing again that she has no power, she has no control because everyone is like the higher ups were already having a contingency plan except for the one pass away, except for that one old guy who's like, I will not stand for this, and, and he's like the and slander he gets killed right away. <laughs> the one guy Cole, Cole just slams him. He goes Shh, and he's like, shut up, and he slams him right into which is that has to be a horrible death too because that was all. A marble ball that was just and resting the on the temple. table into the temple. Everybody was shook. They were like, that's not supposed I mean, to happen. Cole uh, should have been arrested, killed on the spot, because he was way out of line for doing that. Absolutely. Like, and clearly delusional. He's like, I will not have slander of my my uh, my queen. And everybody's like, he did not slander the queen. Even she was like, he did not. Oh, exactly. It was just like he's getting... You can see that he's getting drunk on power or his position. He's a, he, yeah, he clearly turned from being an honorable knight to being a dick of a knight to being okay. You're making excuses to do what you want to do. You're 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 clearly now a bad guy. Similar to the king coming up, Aegon. Oh yeah, Aegon. He now he's going to be a problem. Aegon was clearly he even Aegon knew he's like yeah I should not be king yes but once he was anointed king he puffed up you can you well you can see like, that he's not going to rule right he's going to be like that Prince Joffrey was it Prince Joffrey from Game of Thrones the, yeah. the, 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 the king who was like a, abusive and all that stuff he's going to be kind of like that he got you can see that he already got drunk or addicted. To the power, to the uh, to the cheers and stuff like that. Yeah, he can't fight. He's a drunk. He's a definitely a womanizer, and so in the bad way, it's going to be so bad at what he's going to do and rule, or how he's going to rule. Okay, so that sorry, I, I went on a tangent. So we said we both agree worth the watch. I don't know if I need to watch it again. Oh, multi-watch or like one and done? Yeah, possibly maybe watch again, but they always have those uh, recaps. They do a pretty good job of those recaps. Yeah. So, yes, House of the Dragon is worth a watch. It does it justice in the sense of the Game of Thrones uh, story. Granted, I wish the intro music was different. True. True. Because it just goes in. Since this is a prequel. But at the same time, that's like going to watch Star, War, uh, Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Wars. And you don't hear that. If you don't hear that, but there is some difference because it's a different generation. I guess you have yes, they do honor some of the stuff, but you can't have Luke's music for Anakin. You know what I'm saying? It's like there should be some different because it's a different generation. It's a different time. Yeah, that's just me. That's just me. And I find it funny, just like Star Wars, that everyone is still pretty much the same. Just like in also Ring of the Power. The clothing, the style, there's like several gener- uh, centuries apart, but they're all the same. And that part, like, okay. yeah, is all the same, but the, the parts the that fantasy. do look different is the 
scenery, the backgrounds, the cities. They're mm-hmm. uh, they're fresher, they're newer, they look they look because like in Game of Thrones, they're all burnt, they're all ashes, they're all like broken down. Even King's Landing, in comparison to here versus Game of Thrones, here was more lively in King's Landing. The room where they do their secret meetings didn't feel like a clandestine like sequated room hidden away where it was like here it was more like i can see the ocean from behind me kind of situation this was like an office dining room that i did appreciate i like that like was a change of like the scenery told me and it fit that this was before game of thrones but yeah you're right the people the verbiage the, the design of their clothes there there wasn't much progress in between the two all right, guys. So that is our series review of Game of Thrones, the House of the Dragon. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you too, bro. <laughs>